Amen. I like that Abilene accent. All right, let's open our Bibles, please, to 2 Kings chapter 1. 2 Kings 1, we're going to begin reading in verse 1. And we're going to read just uh, through verse 4. We'll read these verses uh, responsibly. I'll read the first verse. We'll read the second verse together. And so on. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 1 and verse 1. And shall we stand, please, for the reading of the eternal Word of God. 2 Kings 1 and verse 1. Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. And Ahaziah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover this disease. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria, and say unto them, Is it not because there is not a god in Israel that ye go to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Now therefore thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And Elijah departed. And uh, at the end there, verse 2, it says, Go inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. And uh, tonight I'm going to speak to you about the god of Ekron. I think this is very interesting. Uh, I've studied this many times in my life and uh, learned new things and also reached the same conclusion. Uh, about bells above the God of Ekron. All right, let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless the message. Please lead and guide me as to what to say and how to say it. Pray that you'd uh, give us power to preach and to hear thy word. Help us to truly consider our health, our way of thinking concerning healing, sickness, disease, and faith and our first reaction versus our first action that should be to trust in Thee. Pray that You'd lead and guide us, work in our hearts, help us to be honest with ourselves and with Thee, and to look in the mirror, so to speak, and pray that You'd deal with us at this time. We do pray for our people. We pray for mercy, for health, uh, for, for wellness, and prevention so that these things would not ever come before us, but sadly, they almost always do. Give us wisdom to seek the early while you may be found. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. The God of Ekron. Uh, first of all, before I begin, uh, I'm not being disrespectful at all to the medical field. My daughter is in the medical field. I have friends that are doctors. We have different members here who work in the medical field. I respect you very much. And uh, God uses doctors and modern medicine. And I know that many people have lived a longer life and a healthier life because of modern medicine. So I'm, I'm not against it. 
what I'm against is when something happens physically and you have need of a physician, uh, who do you first inquire of? That's the key. Do you go to God? Or is the first inclination of your heart to turn to modern medicine? That's the real difference. You know the song we sing in times like these, we need a savior. In times like these, I need my, you need your Bible. In times like these, we need a healer. I mean, America is sick. Uh, our society is sick. They're sin sick. They're physically sick. They're emotionally sick. They're spiritually sick. Uh, really, Brother Roloff was right. Back in the 60s, he said, America is an insane asylum run by the inmates. This is where we're at right now. And uh, you need to see it. It's saturated society. It's a way of life. It's the uh, status quo. So I plead with you once again, because I love you, to prevent disease and sickness is a lot better than just letting your health go and being negligent and then needing to be healed. I plead with you all the time, at least try, do the best you can to uh, build your immunity and to have good health. So when you think about health, if you lose your health, you've lost your life. That's the basic. You know, when I see somebody beginning to lose the ability to walk, this can only go one place and it's not good. It makes me very sad, it breaks my heart. We need to help people. Uh, you need to keep moving. You need to keep walking. You need to guard yourself. We need to seek the Lord. Health is very, very important. I know that bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. But we need to really understand health, medicine, what is your first inclination? I ask you to be honest with yourself. You have a pain. What's your first thought? You have a physical pain. To whom will you inquire? That is the real issue. Now, from the beginning of time, the heathen, like they said in the Old West, those heathen, heathens' religions, uh, they were infatuated with creeping things. Even in the old times, biblical times, in the Old Testament, uh, people were infatuated with insects, with these types of uh, creatures. And many people become hypochondriacs. Now, the Bible says, the fear of the wicked shall come upon them. When you are afraid of something, you take down the shield of faith and you open yourself up to the attack of Satan. And so fear really is the opposite of faith. And when you fear something or fear anything, you open the door. Now, we live in a society of fear. The Bible says that men's hearts will fail them for fear in the last days Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. And at the second coming, uh, 
faith will be hard to find among men. Why? Because they are so fearful. Fearful of everything. And especially, and, and I'm not making fun of anybody. I really care about you. We all have pains. If, if you don't have any physical pains, you're not alive. <laughs> I mean, if there's not some part of your body that hurts, at least every once in a while, you're not alive. You're going to be injured. You know, this. my wife said, what's wrong with you? This week I busted my right thumb, my cut my right ring finger, I slammed the back of my hand, and then I smashed my finger. Not very good there. But, you know, I was working with my hands a lot, and uh, you're going to get hurt. You're going to feel things. Now, when you become a hypochondriac, that every time you feel a pain, you need to run off to the doctor, or you need to take a pill, or you need to get some type of painkiller, you've got real problems. And when you look at what happened here in this situation, it says, why did you inquire of the God of Ekron? There's one reason, because there's not a God of, of Israel. You either have the God of Israel, or you worship the God of Ekron, and to whom will you inquire? That is the key, the first inclination of your heart. Now, I've always loved uh, 3 John chapter 2, that John says, My beloved, I desire above all things that you prosper and be in health as thy soul prospereth. So the way to get a healthy body is to get a healthy soul. The way to get a prosperous body is to get a prosperous soul. And it all originates with free will. You have to take responsibility for your life. You have to take responsibility for your health. Build your immunity. We don't know what's going to happen. But at least we have to try. So when sickness sets in, ill health, illness, disease, some type of unhealthy condition, or you just wake up in the morning and you say, I don't feel good. That happens all the time. Has that ever happened to you? I'm sure it has not. You're already glorified. You feel just perfect every day of your life. But when you, something happens and you don't feel good, and then you think, what's wrong? And then you have a test. Will you inquire of the God of Israel or will you inquire of the God of Ekron? This is where you draw the line, the first inclination of the heart. And when you think about medicine, going to the doctor, being healed, going to the physician, the question is, what is the cure? What is the cure? How will you solve the problem? Now remember, Jesus is the great physician. Amen. And I looked that word up. It means the cure. He is the remedy, not just the cover-up, not just to help with the symptoms. Yeah, come on. He cures the problem once and for all. He will wash you with fuller soap. You'll be whiter than snow. He will cleanse you with His blood, past, present, future.
future sin, but not just that. He wants you to have a healthy body. Now, sometimes he, he allows infirmities and things to happen physically. It even happened to the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 teaches that. But the word physician, Mark chapter 2 verse 17, be, means to be made whole, to be cured of the problem. You know, he has the balm of Gilead. He has it. I love that passage where they took a plaster of figs. I wonder why Christians don't try the remedies that are in the Bible. You got an illness, you take a plaster of figs, you put it on there, pray, see what God does. The Bible says He gives us the green herb of the field as the servant of man. There's something God made that's green, that grows, that will cure every ill of humanity. And, and you can either believe it or not, and it's a lot better to value your life, value your health, rather than to neglect it. Now, I was talking about this with the Jameses. They invited me over today to their lovely home. And uh, we're having a discussion. Uh, have you ever heard of suicide by attrition? That's where you're just putting the wrong stuff in your mouth over and over through long extended period of time, you're actually committing suicide slowly by attrition because you are ingesting unhealthy things. So, what's the test? Your, who will you inquire? I love Jeremiah 17, 5-7. Cursed is he that trusteth in man. Blessed is he that trusteth in the Lord. Who do you trust to make you healthy? Who do you trust to protect you from sickness and disease and accident and injury? And who do you trust to cure you when you have problems, health problems? That song, Doctor, Doctor, Please. Hey, Doc. Now, Brother Hiles always used to say that. Hey, Doc. He had several doctors. Bugs Bunny said, What's up, Doc? Then I think, I don't know what, it's just a saying. Um, I have doctor friends. Uh, my teacher in China is a physician. I got through the Great Wall of China recently. Um, finally, he's a psychosomatic, all he means is he knows what he's doing and he solves the real problem. It's, 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 it's in your head. It's spiritual. If you can get a prosperous soul, you can get a prosperous body. Now, if you've got a bad news, now most people get a pain and woe is me. Pity party, what am I going to do? I need to beat it down to the doctor. I'm going to burn rubber and cut people off. Uh, I need to get an appointment. That's all they care about. Every little pain, every little ache. Uh, it, it's really sad in the day in which we live. Pain is a part of life. Now, but say you get bad news cancer, bad news, 
whatever it is. A major problem. Are you going to trust in man? Are you going to trust in the Lord? Now, Revelation 21.8, when it lists the sinners that are going to burn in hell forever and be cast into the lake of fire and die the second death, two of these listed in succession order is sorcerers and idolaters. And the word sorcerer means pharmakai. If you look up the root word, it's the word for a man-made concoction that is not a green over the field, that's a type of witchcraft that's made in a laboratory by men, and it equates the two. Sorcerers are idolaters, and idolaters are sorcerers. And if you're depending on Big Pharma. Now, isn't it weird how they'll even say, like, if you can't get this dope, Merck will pay for it. We'll, get, we'll, we'll find a way to get it for you. Uh, does that make sense? No, it does not. Uh, I know somebody personally. They knew somebody who got into the inner rooms of MD Anderson in Houston. They had a cure for cancer. 50 years ago. Cha-ching. Sorcerers, idolaters, a den of thieves. We're going to talk about that, Lord willing, uh, Wednesday night. Now, have you ever noticed with this pandemic, and don't, don't leave me, I'm leading up to something. Not one time have you heard on the media that you're supposed to get healthy? I haven't heard it. I know there's been people who give videos and people that aren't famous. Have you heard one time from any national news organization, start eating right, quit eating wrong, drink plenty of fluids, eat green vegetables and fruits, stay away from lard and grease and carbohydrates and sugar, and exercise and learn how to breathe you haven't heard that one time I haven't heard it maybe it's been out there no take the jab or whatever they call that thing is shoot it up you don't know what's in that thing do what I say and don't ask any questions this is where we're at they didn't say we have a way to be healthy. This is too deep. Start eating right. <laughs> Quit eating wrong. Start an exercise program. Not once did they really talk about health. It's a political thing. If you wear a mask or if you don't wear a mask, when it's been proven, masks probably don't even work. And then do what we say. Now five-year-old kids need this stuff. When they've proven natural immunity is many times more powerful. Right. But it's all about money, sorcery, idolatry, slavery. Do what we say. Don't ask any questions. Next! So... Have you noticed, I saw people going to church when I was driving to church. They were going to the jogging church. 
And boy, did they need it. <laughs> they needed it. A uh, couple of women. Brother Howell said they were well upholstered. Jogging down. Going to the jogging church. Going to the Fitbit church. Whatever that is. That thing will tell you how many steps you take, how many times you roll over in bed, did you sleep good, and how many times you did this. Many people go to the doctor's office church. They go to the pharmacy church. Boy, they love that one. They love it so much, they've got a drive-through. If you're too lazy to go in, just go to this thing, push a button, sucks it up there. Give them your birthday, it comes back. Just like that. Many people go to the specialist church. Now, what's going to happen when we really need healing? I mean, your life's in danger. And I want you to think about this. Your life is already in danger, whether you realize it or not. David said, I am but one step from death. Job said, He heareth my breathing. My breath is corrupt. And actually, every one of us is one breath from eternity. We are one heartbeat from eternity. And there are many dangers all around us. There's plagues. There's pestilences. That I was at a, a restaurant just a couple days ago, and the poor little lady, she said, You see, she said that. She said, You see these gloves? These make my hands sweat. And I said, I know, I'm sorry you have to wear that. She said, Germ warfare. That's what she said. I didn't say it. I said, Yeah, that's what they called it when I was a kid. Now it's biological. You know, right now they're experimenting with the virus that's going to kill 15 to 50 percent of the world's population if it gets released. And they're toying around with it right now. And it's very quiet in here. So King Ahaziah, the king of Samaria, gets sick. What does he do? Does he go to God? Does he call for the man of God for him to anoint him with oil and lay hands on him? Like James 5 says, if any of you be sick, let him call for the elders of the church, anointing him with oil in the name of Jesus, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. No. He calls up the God of Ekron, Beelzebub, and he says, go inquire. Now, this is really amazing. Because when Elijah is notified of this, and this is the God of the Bible, a lot of people can't handle God, and you wouldn't even like God, so I don't know why you'd want to go to heaven anyways. You probably wouldn't like him for, for a lot of people. So the king sends 50 men with the captain over the 50, and Elijah just says, smoke them and burns them all up. 51 soldiers get burned alive. They send another 50 with the captain of the 50. God burns the next 51 alive and kills them all. And he asks the question, 
is there not a God of Israel? That's why you're going to the God of Ekron, Beelzebub. So then he sends 50 more. And this captain gets on his knees and says, I know you've already burned up 102 soldiers. Please spare our life. He says, uh, we're your servants. So God tells him, go with them. Don't be afraid. They'll do you no harm. And then he proclaims the judgment. He said, the bed on which thou hast gone up, thou shalt not come down, thou shalt surely die. And what was the real issue? Because he inquired at the wrong place, to the wrong person, with the wrong spirit, which was sorcery and idolatry. Now, Jesus was accused of being Beelzebub during his earthly ministry in the, in the incarnation. Matthew 10, 25, they said, you cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Matthew 12, 24, they said, you heal the blind and the sick by Beelzebub. So obviously, Beelzebub was an imposter healing people, deceiving people, but it was not the God of Israel. It was this God of uh, Ekron, which is really amazing to think about. And when you look at the medical idols, just look at the symbols. Study it. Research. Open your eyes. He said, oh, this is Elijah the Tishbite. That, that one that always causes trouble. That man of God who doesn't tell you what you want to hear. He just tells you the truth. So Beelzebub, you know what that means? The dumb God. Excrement. Now, who would go to the dumb God as your physician? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be smart aleck here, but you know, we say, well, who's your uh, family what what is it called? Your practitioner. Huh? Your family doctor? Yeah. Well, I go to Dr. Dungod. I think this is the king of Israel saying this stuff. That's where I go to take care of my health. And then when you when you study it, Beelzebub means the god of the flies. Now, I know we're in mixed company, and this is a little bit crass for a lot of people. If you've ever been out in the country, and some of you ought to try it. It's not concrete jungle. Get out there in what God made and, and see what immediately happens when there's excrement. Flies materialize. I don't know, and they're there. They can smell it. They zone in on it. They hone in on it. They're attracted to it. This is the God of death. Now, if you think about it, they inquired to the God of Ekron. This goes back to 1 Samuel chapter 5, verse 10. Now, remember what happened. When God was going to judge Israel and get rid of Saul and replace him with David, a man, a man after God's own heart, 
They sent out the Ark of the Covenant. The Philistines took it in battle, and immediately the Philistines were smitten with emeralds. Now, this emeralds, uh, I guess I could say that, and I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, there's a word that rhymes with emeralds, and it starts with an H. Can I say that? But anyway, uh, that's the root word. And when you study it, they were shaped like the Egyptian scarab. Now, if you've ever studied what a scarab is, it's the dung beetle that relates to the, to the flies. And so, just give you a little bit of background. This is what was going on here. I mean, the king of Samaria, king of northern Israel, this was his physician. This was his God. The Bible says, learn not the way of the heathen. Now, Baal worship basically means to be a father or a master or a tyrant or a dictator or an evil husband to a woman. And it means sun worship. Literally to worship the sun. So this goes to Romans 1. They no longer worship the Creator. They worship the creation which the Creator made. And then they begin to worship uh, zoomorphic creatures, the creepy crawling things, of which the dung beetle was a big part of this. Now we have dung beetles on our ranch. A dung beetle rolls the ball of dung backwards with his back legs. Now if you ever want to see it, I'll try to video it. I see it all the time. They get on top of this ball of dung, which is way larger than their body, and they're like a circus performer, and they roll it like this backwards. How many of you have seen it? I've seen it my whole life. It, it, who, would, who would trust the dung beetle as your family physician? Now, this comes from the Egyptian religion, an important symbol of the form of the dung beetle. They called it the scarabaeus saucer, if I'm saying that right. It lays its eggs in dung balls and then shapes the dung balls and rolls them to their place of dung. And it became associated, now follow me, with a divine manifestation of the early morning sun a bell worship or sun worship. So when you watch the sun rise, comes up, comes across the sky, when they saw the sun rise, they saw the dung beetle rolling this ball of dung, and so they started thinking, this is a god. And if you've ever seen the iridescence, that purple-green when the light hits on, on the, uh, the shining of the... Uh, it's almost like armor. Some of them have those pinchers and feelers. And, uh, but they, they begin to associate that with the sunrise and the sunset of the uh, bell worship. And they all thought they were sons of the gods. The Pharaoh thought they were literal divinity. And the the. It's so stupid that the son was their father who was the dung beetle, became their god, who had the power to make the sun rise and the sun set. And they then 
started making these little amulets. And you've probably seen them uh, at the Whitty Museum. They had an unbelievable exhibition one time on mummies. I'm very glad I went. All kinds of mummies they brought from Egypt. They had scarabs, little dung beetles, and uh, there were amulets they wore around their neck. They were sacred objects for good luck. They put them in caskets with the dead. And they also used them for seals, like with wax. It would be on like a little stamp. They'd melt the wax, seal the royal seal. And it became so popular. Now, here's what's such a contradiction, but it's not. The god of Ekron is Beelzebub. You know what Ekron means? To eradicate, to kill. And it's a type of war or dealing with the wild animal. It means to ham hock and to hamstring. Now, if you've ever seen uh, a Spanish ham hocker or an ox goad from Spanish colonial times or in Chinese weaponry of warfare, it's a crescent blade that's very sharp and they would just cut the Achilles or the ham and it's merciless. They just stick it out slice the hamstring, you're a goner. You're dead. It's very sad. That's what Ekron means. The ham-hawking cut the Achilles. Now, you know where Achilles came from after the Greek god. He could only be killed if his hamstring was cut at the very bottom. I think that's the right way. It? Well, it became known as the Achilles. The Achilles heel. And so the devil is the spreader of death. The, the devil is the bringer of death. And Baal, this goes all the way back, and, and we're probably going to run out of time, but we've taught on this before. Nimrod, the mighty hunter of the Lord, who started Mystery Babylon the Great, the Babylonian religion, built, was involved with the Tower of Babel, bringing all the nations of the world with one language, one group, with one goal, to build them a tower unto heaven, a false religion, and they had mud for bricks, slime for mortar. There was no real Portland cement. Oh, they didn't have Portland. There was no stone to build the edifice. It was all a facade. It was man-made. Now his wife, according to tradition, was named Semiramis, the, God, the queen of heaven. And she required women to weep and make cakes. Little cakes, they would bring offerings. And the, the story tells us that the faithful saints of God executed Nimrod. Semiramis started the Babylonian prostitution priestess religion to where men would go in pay money, make sacrifices, commit abominable acts of fornication with these prostitute priestesses. And so she got impregnated through this false religion. Well, she came up with the idea that her illegitimate child was her husband reincarnated. His name is Nimrod. And then Nimrod, guess what his name was? Baal. Baal worship, which is the reincarnated, illegitimate son of a fornicating 
prostitute who started Mystery Babylon, and his name in the, is called Tammuz. And if you look at the Egyptian Ankh, it's a cross with an oval on the top. That's Tammuz's character for T. Do you know who was born on December 25th? Tammuz. Not Jesus Christ. It's inherited idolatry. I hope I don't run some of your Santa Claus. Did you know that Santa Claus is a female hermaphrodite that's a female and dresses like old Saint Nick? That's a whole other story. So what did they start doing? They set up a tree, cut it down. Does this sound familiar? Brought it into their house and decorated it. Now this is in Jeremiah chapter 10. They fastened it and decorated it and celebrated and actually worshipped the tree. Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, how beautiful, I don't know thy branches, I don't know the song. Like the preacher said, I'm not worshipping the tree, I'm just seeing which presents have my name on it when he was down there looking. So, they cut the tree down, then they would throw a log in the fire. This became known as the Yule Log. Never heard of that? And then, to, as a memorial of the death, reincarnation, and Nimrod, they'd take the ashes of the Yule Log and put it on their forehead. What does that sound like? Ash Wednesday because they had Fat Tuesday and they had Mardi Gras and all that other witchcraft stuff. So then you have the Easter egg, Ishtar. And there's all sorts of things that inherited idolatry. But what I'm emphasizing is that Baal worship is this satanic god which is a reincarnated husband of a prostitute who started the Babylonian religion which if you've studied it it incorporates every culture and religion that it conquers so it won't offend the people they'll become a part of it you know they, they incorporated beads rosewood beads from the Buddhist monks do you know praying the rosary is Buddhism came from China and Buddhist temples uh, Hinduism they incorporated all kinds of stuff I could go into look it up and study it for yourself now have you ever seen a fly up close it's despicable how they move their wicked little dirty filthy hands that's been all over the dung and then they like a cat they lick it and they move those things What's your doctor's name? <laughs> Man, he's well known. Dr. Dung Beetle. I go to, uh, there's a practice in town. It's called the Babylonian Bell pra Family Practice. And uh, a couple guys working together. This guy's really good. Uh, the God of the Flies. I prefer him. He has better bedside manner. This guy's a little bit too to the point. If they're going to give me bad news, at least they could smooth it over a little. Look at Exodus 8 and the plagues. 
the fires defiled. The whole land was defiled. If you look at Psalm 78, 45, it talks about biting flies that eat flesh. Now, if you've ever been bit by a horse fly, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I killed one this morning, and it was full of blood. There was a fly. I said, I don't want you in my close proximity. I took the old swatter, and, and it was full of blood. Now, where does blood come from? I've been sucking on something. They're carnivorous. They're a parasite. They spread death. They bring death. Why are people so afraid of roaches? It's just a bug. I forget how many diseases they spread, but my, my wife, she'll say, come kill this roach. I, she, she just can't stand them. It's just a bug. I said, just step on it. It's just a bug. Uh, but sometimes they're up the, <laughs> They're pretty sneaky. Uh, and a lot of times they get slain in the spirit and you'll see them upside down. So, but, but just think about all I'm saying tonight is to whom will you inquire? Now, I, I repeat, doctors help a lot of people. I'm not saying the medical community is all evil. Many people extend their life and get help and heal. But also, they call it practicing. And you know what that means? You're an experiment, and they haven't figured it out yet. That's what it means. Now, if you want to be a guinea pig and let them inject something in you that you don't even know what's in it, or if you want to let them experiment with some new technique that's cutting edge, it's your life. That's your decision. But I do my best. I pray all the time, the Lord will have mercy on me. I pray to Him for health. I trust in Him. Uh, I go to Him. The last thing I would ever want to do is go to a doctor. Now, some of you in the medical field say, well, that's not good for our business. Don't worry. Almost everybody else is a hypochondriac. And when they stub their big toe, they're coming in. I have a yellow toenail. Oh, that's going to cost you. So, the sun god. They bow down to the sun god. They worship the sun god. They kiss the sun god. The great light comes from the sun god. And when you look at the system of the world, it's all based on the sun god. Bell worship. And I choose Christ. Now, I'm, I, doctors have helped me. You know, I'm very glad when I broke my collarbone and three ribs and they shot me up with morphine. <laughs> I mean, I was, Rebecca took me. I was very thankful for that. You know, it, it, people get helped all the time. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. or I'm saying your first inclination should be God help me. God help me. Seek the Lord. And then you'll know. Should I go or should I not go? And 
I'm through and I could go on and on, but have you ever noticed almost all the pharmaceuticals wound the organs of your body? You know, you may take a pill for this, but it destroys your kidneys. You may take a pill for that, it destroys your liver. It's, it, I'm through, but it's kind of like picking between sugar and a uh, artificial sugar. What's a, what's a bad one? Aspartame. Aspartame. You know, I always say, I'd rather be fat than get sick. I'm picking that stuff. You think I'm going to cut a little sugar to eat something poison? When the Bible says honey is good and it's a land that floweth with milk and honey, you know, I'd rather drink a real Coke than drink a diet free with that stuff in it that'll kill you. So uh, I'm getting on another roll here. But so here's what Americans do. I'll take the triple cheese burger with the double bacon with uh, large order fries with a super size. Oh, make that a Diet Coke. And uh, the hot apple pie. Let me just add a little poison to all the lard and the, and the uh, carbohydrates. Um, and you know, when you pull up to the door, it says, yes, may I take your order? How can we clog your arteries today? Um, all right. I, I'm better watch. All right, let's pray. Uh, let's pray. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed. Once you think about what was said, I reiterate I'm not being disrespectful to doctors. I'm saying you first ought to seek the Lord. 